0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. This is your co-host Jason speaking. We on the main menu team have a lot of exciting material planned for you. What with CSUN right upon us, there's a lot of information bound to come in. We'd like to take more time to gather all of that and bring it to you. So in the interest of time, here is a replay on you guessed it Time M A
1: I N M E N U main menu.
0: Main menu
1: Main menu.
0: And we're back with Main Menu for the 29th of January, 2016. I am your co-host, Jason Castonguay. This episode is all about time. And to give you the details, here's Randy Rusnak. Hello.
2: This is Randy Rusnak speaking. Ever since I was a little kid, I've been fascinated with the subject of time. From movies to owning my own clock collection. Movies such as H.G. Wells, The Time Machine from 1960.
3: If that machine can do what you say it can, destroy it. Destroy it, George, before it destroys you. At first, I pushed the lever forward ever so slightly, and the laboratory grew faint around me.
2: I stopped. From 1951, the classic, The Day the Earth Stood Still.
3: What happened? What time is it? Just twelve. We shall be here for a little while. About thirty minutes.
0: Well, we can try pushing the other buttons. They won't work. Why not?
3: You see, the electricity's been neutralized all over the world.
2: The nineteen sixty-three episode of the Twilight Zone, no time like the past.
3: You're in focus now, Paul. And press the button, Harvey. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time.
2: Fast forwarding to two thousand and sixteen. We now present to you Marco Miltenberg, the developer of Time Buzz, the app that you can actually hear the time. On your Apple Watch. Later, I'll be back to talk with you about some of my cool clocks in the collection. Hi, guys. Hey, Mark. Hey nice there. to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too. This is Jason Castingway. I'm Randy Rusnak. You are the developer of Time Buzz. That's right. Yeah. Ever since I heard about the app, I have wanted to speak with you because I have a clock sitting on my desk, and I'd like to just show the listeners uh, real quickly about it and. It prompted me to get a hold of you because you're doing the same thing that this clock does here. It's a very old clock, and I don't know how you have come to set up your app like this, but after you hear it, you'll see what I'm saying. This clock is called an Autocron. You cannot get them anymore. The clock, I say, has been around since the 1980s. It used to cost around $250 for the silver model and the gold model was more. Seller of... Clocks got a hold of these and sold them for 25 American dollars. So I snapped it up and this was about 2002, I guess. I'll picture in your head a mushroom and the mushroom, you know, the bottom of it or the point of it sits is its stand and you actually touch the clock with your fingers, it mm-hmm. emits a group of tones just like in your uh, Westminster Chime. That's what made me want to uh, get a hold of you. I got really excited when I heard this. How did you initially start building the app? What made you decide to do it for blind and low vision users?
3: Well, it was actually uh, a little bit by accident. Um, I was at a Apple Watch hackathon uh, back in April or May or something. And I was sitting on the table, and one of the guys sitting next to me was a guy from Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus is an organization for uh, blind and visually impaired people. And uh, he came to that hackathon to meet developers because he had an idea to develop an app for the Apple Watch to vibrate the time. And he talked to me, and he said, well, could you maybe do that with the Apple Watch? I said, no, it's impossible because... Apple doesn't allow us to do that at that moment. And it was true at that moment because we still had only watchOS 1. At that time, it was not possible to to code against uh, the Taptic Engine. And in fact, all the code for Apple Watch apps was still running on the iPhone and only the user interface was running on on the watch. So it was not possible. But we, we developed a prototype where the Apple Watch app was only a remote control for the iPhone app and we did the vibration using the iPhone. So you had the iPhone in your pocket, and uh, you tapped on the watch, and you felt the time vibrating in your pocket. So that was the first version, and we said, okay, we did that in in half a day or something, and um, I said, okay, if, if Apple comes up with an update, we will uh, meet again and try again and see if it's possible on the watch. So we met again somewhere in June around uh, WWTZ where Apple announced uh, WatchOS 2 where it was, of course, possible for developers to run native apps on the watch. And, uh, well, that was really the start of the development of the app. We iterated a few versions and uh, finally came up with uh, what was was now today uh, TimeBus 1. Yeah, it was really nice to develop it. It was really, uh, also from the reactions from people I got from it, it was really the missing piece for a lot of people in uh, the Apple Watch, because they all say it was the, really, the, the thing they were missing that Apple didn't implement yet. And Apple is known for its good accessibility for, for blind people. But a lot of people say that it was really strange that Apple didn't implement this themselves.
0: And it's a nice, discreet way of, of checking the time without a voice saying two o'clock or you know something like yeah, that. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's especially for situations where uh, you can't hear it or you don't want other people to hear it. For example, if you're in a classroom or a exam or you no know, or yeah, there are a lot of situations where you don't want voiceover to announce something. Mm-hmm. And, and there are also situations where you simply can't hear a uh, voiceover. I mean, if you're in a, in a bar or in a loud room, it's not possible to hear it. Because the watch, of course, is, well, it can say things, but it's not very loud. So, yeah, in that situa- kind of situations, it's a very useful app a response from people saying it's not only for blind, or, or it's also for people which can see. I mean, there are a lot of situations but you can't announce the time, or, or you just want to discreetly feel it. For example, if you are in a meeting, you don't want to watch uh, your time or watch on your watch, yeah, because other people might feel strange about that. Mm-hmm. So you can just silently, under the table, feel what the time is. Because the septic engine is also very silent. You can feel it, but you don't hear it. That's a really nice thing about the septic engine.
2: Yeah, we have uh, heard one podcast on it, and when I got the podcast down, I... Uh... Immediately told Jason that we got to get <laughs> Mark on and and, <laughs> and and talk about it. And I think Jason said the same thing. This is one app that he would like to own an Apple Watch because of it. Yep.
0: Yep. I don't know if you've thought about putting it on the iPhone as well, though I don't know how that would work. But uh, I'm just thinking, boy, it would really need to, uh, you know, slip my hand into a pocket, hit a button, and and feel that the vibration of the time. Let me just kind of elaborate a little bit on that. Um,
2: there are, I you know, as I say, I don't own an Apple Watch right now, but do you think it would be possible, or maybe maybe it even does, if you could? Or I know it doesn't have feedback, but it does buzz, and you know, of course, uh, the chime feature could be implemented. Would it be possible to have the app run in that configuration with the chime and the vibration? Obviously, it doesn't have feedback, but would it uh could it possibly be made to retrofit the iPhone now, uh, Mark?
3: Uh, Well, actually, the first version we made, the first prototype, was running on the iPhone. And uh, at that time, the iPhone uh, 6, I believe, was out. It it didn't have a taptic engine. But, of course, the 6S and the 6S Plus do have a taptic engine now. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. From that point, it should be possible to implement. It's only that Apple hasn't released uh, uh, the APIs for it yet. There are some private APIs, which I know of. But of course if I if I make an app with private APIs for sure it's going to be rejected in the app review. Mm-hmm. We could make it on the iPhone. One of the other challenges with that is that how are you going to start the app? Exactly. I mean for, for the for the watch you have a really nice uh, way to use the complications and to start uh, the app. But on the iPhone, yeah, what would you do? I mean there's no kind of complications thing and uh, some people have sent me emails yeah if you could touch the, the, the home button and start the app but yeah I, I don't know how to start an app with the, app with the home button mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's another another challenge
2: you could just bring it up with a you know just just like a, an app could be implemented you know just tap on it and it would load would that work
3: double uh, load yeah yeah of course yeah yeah, that would work there are some challenges and and uh, as I say the, the, the taptic engine is not available yet uh, of course we can just use the the standard vibration uh, but then you are limited to uh, just single buses so to say mm-hmm. you have just have a one bus you don't have a a, a special bus for a five or a zero or yeah, that's that's uh, another another complication because the current API only allows me to to just vibrate it once. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why you really want the Taptic Engine because the Taptic Engine has the ability to uh, create much shorter and, and uh, more distinctive buses, you know, where, you, where you feel the vibration going away or uh, very short buses and that's not possible with the standard vibration. Okay,
0: I wonder if that could be hooked into like the the tones you can you can set vibration patterns for incoming right texts and yep. uh, calls and things. Mm-hmm. yeah that one you do with I mean that one you just touch the screen, you can create your own by touching the screen for long and short periods, but of course that's native to the phone and yep. that's you know, uh, yeah that's true
3: yeah that's native native feature of iOS, and that's not available yet to uh, developers. So what you're telling ah, me is so, go so out. technically it's possible. So what it's you're telling like me is go
2: out game. and buy an Apple Watch, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the Apple Watch. It's it's kind of strange because in some ways the Apple Watch is very limited, uh, but with the Taptic Engine, uh, the Apple Watch is really mu- there's much more possible with Apple Watch than on the iPhone at the moment, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that Apple will sometime open it up and that it will become available on the iPhone as well. Uh, and also, I think Apple is also going to open the Apple Watch even more uh, in the future so that we can do, uh, can do other things as well. For example, one of the things people ask me a lot now is uh, we want hourly chimes or every 15 or 30 minutes. And that's one of the things that's not possible at the moment at the, at the watch because uh, we're not allowed to run anything in the background. It's not even allowed. It's not even possible. So... Uh, the only way that I can uh, notify you after 15 or 30 minutes is by sending a notification. And, of course, a notification is displayed in a modal screen, so you have to dismiss ah. it. Or di- yeah, that's, mm. that's really a problem.
2: I didn't realize that, that it's an Apple limitation at this point in time, and we're talking uh, mid-January of 2016. I, and I was wondering about that myself, too. I thought, you know, Sorry about that. That's one of my clock apps. <laughs> um, I, I thought that um, it could be implemented with, let's say, if you wanted to go 15 minute past the hour, just like one beep for a quarter, two short, you know, two two short ones for, and so on for the half mark and three for the quarter. But you can't implement that because of the restrictions on Apple. And I didn't realize that. Thanks for explaining.
3: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not possible yet.
2: No? Okay. Well, uh, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure. Waiting for the time that it it could and notifications wouldn't certainly I wouldn't I wouldn't like that I think you know nobody talks to me all day and all I'll, people are texting me and emailing me and tweeting me <laughs> so we're hearing all kinds of voiceover sounds so <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but uh, you've done a great job on the app um,
3: well is it, it, is, it is a iteration of, of almost six months uh, we worked on it and uh, it is a really simple app but. If you look at the first prototype and what actually become uh, timers one, there's a huge difference and and we've gone through a lot of uh, screen designs and and changed the UI uh, and, and was, we, we really thought about it how to make it as easy as possible and as useful as possible mm-hmm. within the limitations that Apple imposes on us at the moment and sure. um, mm-hmm. yeah a lot of the ideas which we can we want to extend and, and we want to implement in the app. But, um, yeah, we also need some cooperation from Apple from that because uh, they have to open SDK more.
2: Now, uh, looking at your webpage, um I haven't actually looked at it, but do you have a little disclaimer saying that you just can't do anything? I'm sure you're just getting, like, deluged with requests on what people would like. And...
3: Yeah, I, what I said, the, the hourly chimes is uh, uh, what people ask me a lot. Yeah and uh yeah for sure that's one of the things we we want to do but uh, at the moment it's not possible yeah yeah Uh, and and one of the other things which we have high on our priority list is custom watch faces Uh uh-huh because that would eliminate the need for the complications so we can just if if you can make it a a custom watch face you can install it as a watch face and then you can touch anywhere and it will bust the time Ah, that's the easiest to do but yeah that's not possible it's I think it's possible in some way because Apple builds uh, watch faces themselves, so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just they need to open it. That's the only thing. But um, we have to wait. Maybe in watchOS 3. Yeah, So yeah, we never know.
2: Have you heard any rumors, Mark, about anything that's coming up with a a new Apple Watch out there? I I know this is beyond the scope of our our little talk, but um, uh, so far it's tied to the iPhone. Do you ever see the day? What's your views on another type of watch coming out like next uh well this year
3: yeah there are some strong rumors about uh, watch 2. Uh, i don't know i have no information about that uh, okay. i just saw the announcement about uh, watch os 2.2 beta uh-huh. um, which uh, and ios 9.3 which adds the ability to pair m- multiple watches to one iphone which is also not possible at the moment. So Apple is certainly working on it. I think I think Apple has a little bit catch up to play with with Android. Mm-hmm. I feel personally uh, because there is a lot of development at the moment in in Android, and uh, also I personally like the watches a little bit more than than the than Apple Watch. But um, yeah, I think I think at the moment it's a very hot uh, hot subject and. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple would, would announce a new watch, too.
2: What's your favorite I, watch out there right now, Mark, for, the, for Android platform?
3: Well, I like the Samsung uh, yep. gear. gear no? mm-hmm. yes. I'm not sure about the numbering. But uh, there was, there's one watch which, which has a, a ring which you can rotate, and you use that also to select things, and I think that's really, mm. it's really nice. It's a very genuine way to, to select Items on the display
2: instead of the instead of moving just the crown, you mean right yeah,
3: instead of the crown, you just rotate the ring it feels very natural
2: mm-hmm. both Jason and I have echo uh, machines uh, from Amazon, and that's how you change the volume if you want to do it by hand is rotating a big ring on the top of
3: it yeah yeah mm. it's that very counts. easy, but uh,
0: yeah. speaking of uh, Android and things, is time buzz available on Android?
3: Uh, no. It's not available on Android. Maybe it's coming. I mean, I'm not an Android developer. I'm a pure oh, okay. iOS developer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but iS, which I, which I uh, developed this app together with, uh, they want to see if they want to attract another developer uh, to develop an, an Android version for it. Oh, neat. And, um, yeah, maybe.
2: I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do you have an Apple Watch handy that you could demonstrate a little bit for us?
3: Um, yes, I have a, a watch here, um, um, well, I can demonstrate, um, I don't know if you can, can hear it. It's making also some, Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, can you hear it? I'm holding it next to the microphone. Um, this one is actually already running a newer version, which is not available yet in the app store. Um... This one also has a new, new feature which is coming in version 1.1 where if you launch the app through a complication then it will immediately, immediately start buzzing the time. That's also one of the most requested features. Uh, people say if I launch it I don't want to tap again I just want it to immediately buzz the time. Okay. So that what I was doing I was just opening the app and it immediately started now. Hmm. Yeah, what shall I demo? It's, it's, the, the system is, it works quite easy
2: the best yeah. thing to do would be to maybe just tell verbally what time it is, and then just let it ping the hour.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, at the moment it's uh, my time. It's 8:22. Uh, um, so I have a big button on the screen, and if I tap that button, it should uh, bus 8:22. And at the moment, I would have to look what bus pattern I have selected. Uh, oh, well, I, will, I will select the, the easiest one, which is the, the Big band. it's the default bus button. I will first let it uh, bus the time, it's 8.22 at the moment, here's the bus. It's eight two two. 2. 2. So it's giving me 8.22, two, mm-hmm. which is 8.22. And although my time it's 2022, 20, because we are using a, a 24-hour clock system,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's shortening it to uh, just eight, so it's not buzzing 20 times, it's mm-hmm. buzzing eight times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it a little bit easier to follow, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but still we had to wait a long time for the eight. And that's why we developed some other bus patterns, and which is also used in other other uh, watches, uh, is that we shorten a five to a somewhat other bus. Uh, which is a little bit longer. So we you know, okay, that's a five. And then it's followed by three single buses together that forms eight. Mm. So I will choose now, uh, for example, the Dom Tower uh, bus pattern and do it again. In the meantime, it's 8.23. So if I start buzzing again. So the first one was a, a longer bus with a different tone and then you got three normal ones. So together that's an 8 and it's again 8.23. Mm-hmm. So that shortens the whole time that you have to wait to get another time. And uh, yeah, there are different combinations and uh, we also have a, a pattern uh, which busses all the digits separately. So uh, for example, if it's 12 o'clock, you have one, two and then the digits of the numbers. Um, so that's even shorter than you only have a one and a two, not 12 single ones, or, or, or two times a five and two times a single one.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: that sometimes it's even shorter, especially in the evening, especially if we are on a, a, a 24 hour clocks. For example, if at the moment it's 20, 24, so it would be two and then a zero, a two and a four. So that's very short in time, so you can quickly get to know the time then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a matter of preference, what you like and um, uh, what people are used to, because sometimes they have already have an existing watch, no, no, not a smartwatch, which is a normal physical watch, and uh, they're used to some kind of patterns, and we try to mimic them, because people are used to that. So um.
2: Yeah, you've done a really, really great job. I know uh, for myself, as soon as the iPhone was accessible, I... <laughs> I used to be a watch collector. I have all kinds of different watches and timepieces, and, and they all talk, or some are in Braille, and I strictly use the iPhone now. That's why I was so intrigued about your app.
0: If I understand correctly, too, you can, you can turn off the audible chime and just have the, the Taptic pattern?
3: Yeah. At the moment, for us, it's not possible to uh, disable audio at, uh, on the watch. Okay. So the noise comes with the bus pattern. Ah, okay. So it's impossible to turn that off. Uh, the only option to do that is that you manually turn it off or put to put the word in in silent mode, so to say. Mm-hmm. But some people also have it very uh, silently. Uh, that just turn down the volume, yeah. so they yeah. can, if they want, they can still hear, hear a voiceover, for example. Uh, but the beeps are very low audio. You cannot really hear it, so to say, and. Um, yeah it's it's one of the limitations we have to work with. I mean it would be nice if we could just bus it or uh, but yeah the audio comes with the bus, so <laughs>
2: it sounds mm-hmm. like you're pretty limited due to Apple's constraints than yeah. than you are uh, ideas. you have more ideas out there that that you'd like to implement, but you can't because of apple
3: yeah exactly, that's mm. true, okay. Yeah.
2: That sounds great. What kind of apps do you develop and do you see any uh, other types of applications for low vision or blind individuals and what actually do you do as a developer?
3: Well, I'm uh, normally on a day job I'm uh, developing uh, websites and web shops. That's my main business okay. and um, I've been interested in developing Apple Watch or iPhone apps since uh well, I think since 2009, 2010. I also followed uh, the courses on uh, Stanford University, online and iTunes University, but I never got uh, around uh, Objective-C, uh, which is the, the, used to be the normal programming language for iPhone apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my normal job I, I developed in, in C-Sharp on Microsoft platform, and Objective-C was just so different from what I was used to that I, well, I can, I can understand it, but it was so difficult to, to get my head around it, and uh, mm-hmm. so I was pushed it a little bit forward until, well, was it, 2014, uh, when Apple announced Swift, a new programming language, and I have to say, Swift is really fantastic. It's, it's a really nice, clean programming language, and, yeah, that gave me, a, again, the possibility to look at iOS as a serious development platform, and, um, well, since... Early 2015, I joined uh, a Dutch uh, Cocoa Heads NL meetup group, which is a group of uh, well a few hundred uh, iOS developers here in the Netherlands, and they meet monthly. And there is a talk, and you can chat with people, and, and just yeah talk with other other developers. And uh, one of the meetups uh, from this Cocoa Head, uh, NL meetup group was uh, the hackathon with the Apple Watch. And there I met the guys from from Bartimaeus. So, um, yeah, that was my start in uh, iOS development. And um, I have to say, I, I, I think that developing for uh, visually impaired people is quite interesting because I got a lot of responses, so much more than I expected, to be honest. Um, and having developed this app now, which, well, basically is still very simple, um, but it is this a challenge to develop for, for visually impaired people because Apple has the tools, but you still have to implement it yourself. And I see that um, a lot of apps don't do that. It's uh, mm-hmm. even very simple apps which could be really accessible, they are not. And um, I think there's still a lot of uh, possibilities there to develop good apps for, for blind or visually impaired people. I will again uh, meet up with the guys from uh, from Bartimaeus, which also have a lot of ideas for new apps. And uh, well, who knows what is possible in the future? That we um, develop some more.
2: Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're not doing anything, right? <laughs> well, you sound really busy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> but it's nice to do. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I like developing now for iOS because Swift is a really nice environment to develop in. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun to do. So.
2: Now, are you receiving any, uh, how shall I put this? Um, sometimes people can tend to be, uh, or, or to, to make their points quite negative, like negative reviews and things like that. I'm just curious how your app is perceived. And, and going along with that, uh, everybody that I've talked to about the app um, and your development has just been... Straight on, just great. So, just curious on um, are people generally pretty nice when they uh, contact you?
3: Yeah, they're all very nice. Uh, I I I sometimes read in the forums that uh, some people are a little bit negative and say, "Ah, I don't see any use for this app." And but these are mostly not uh, visually impaired people, so they're not using the app actively. Of course. Yeah, and all the people that are using it, they are enthusiastic about it. I believe I only had one uh, uh, return, so one, pe- one, I don't know, woman or, or man who bought it uh, asked for a refund, uh, which is only 99 cents, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it was only one, one, one refund, so I think generally all the people are, are happy about it and um, are using it, so yeah.
2: That's great anything else that you can think of that you'd like to say?
3: Yeah, I mean, if people have ideas about uh, enhancing the app, uh, please send them to me. Uh, Go to the website, send in uh, uh, an email, or uh, I would love to hear it. And also, if they have ideas about other apps or or other things that they want to be developed, um, just send it to me. I I, I can't promise anything, but uh, all ideas are welcome. And I've had some really good uh, responses already on Timebus and uh, some of the things we already thought about and also other things which trigger some thoughts in me which let me see things others, uh, in another way and you never know. I mean, uh, all ideas are welcome and, um, yeah, we to, together we can make this app uh, even better. What is the website? Yeah, the website is uh, www.timebus.nl and timebus is T-I-M-E-B-U-Z-Z dot NL okay. and um, it's in English as well so it's in English and Dutch I'm a Dutch speaker but uh, it's also in English so um, should be uh, uh, available for everybody
2: okay. do you have a um, Twitter page?
3: Uh, I'm on Twitter myself as a, a person so to say uh, my Twitter handle is e it's e-m-i-l-t-y do you care if people contact you via Twitter? yeah no problem yeah
2: Good. I'm going to start following you and then maybe we can do a couple of com- communications back and forth if I can ever learn how to talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, this is great. Um, Anything else,
0: Jason, that you'd like to say to Mark? Uh, well, I thank you for being with us and I, I can't think of anything else at the moment to ask, but uh, this has been a
2: terrific visit. Thank you. Well, thanks for your time. and uh, Yeah,
3: well, just- thank you for asking me and um, yeah.
2: I'd like to invite you back to main menu because we honestly get a, well. I I heard a, just a staggering announcement. People listen via phone, and there are like something like four thousand just phone listeners. Mm-hmm. And people are subscribing every day uh, to the podcast, and they listen a lot on their devices other than the phone. So hopefully, uh, we're getting the word out, and uh, people will contact you with more. Uh, request. This is a widely viewed podcast, so I'm glad to get you on.
3: Yeah, it would be nice to hear from people, and um, yeah, I said I, I welcome all ideas. And and some ideas we can't implement because it's still simply not possible at the moment. But um, I'm already thinking about uh, how a time boost would 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 look and work if it would be possible, for example, to make it as a custom watch face. So I'm already. Thinking about that, and um, yeah, we can uh, can use all ideas for for future versions. And um, yeah,
2: great. Okay, thanks but, for your time, Mark.
3: Yeah, thank you very much for having me.
0: Do you hear that quiet ticking sound? It's the sound of the Versch wall clock with Hermley time mechanism that we have hanging in our dining room. I don't know the exact age of the clock. I think it was purchased in the early 80s. But I do know that these types of clocks are much less common than they used to be. And I wanted to take a moment to reflect on the technology that brought us to where we are today. I know there are clocks that look the same and go on the wall or on the mantle, but a lot of today's clocks are digital or have digital sounds. As you may have guessed, it was 12 noon when I made this recording. I guess one of the things I really like about analog clocks is that if you open them up, you can feel all the parts that make them work the way they do. And if you're really clever, you can take it apart and put it back together again or fix it. Fortunately there is an antique shop nearby that has all sorts of clocks. They didn't used to, but now uh, one of the renters is a clock repair person who sells clocks that he fixes pretty neat this clock has roman numerals on its face and a pendulum below the face that swings back and forth there is glass on the front and sides of the case there are three keyholes for winding the clock and there is a switch to determine what chimes you hear whether it be westminster whittington or saint michael there's also an off position so there is no chiming Another piece of technology I'd like to talk about is the Tissot Touch Silent T tactile watch. It is a watch that I purchased at an ACB convention oh, probably hmm, eight or nine years ago. And it was revolutionary at the time and perhaps still is, I thought it was anyway. Not only is it tactile, but it provides vibrating indication for the time. So what happens is you don't have to open the watch. You just feel the face of the watch and you notice all the tactile markings at the 1 through 12 positions, almost like you would see on a Braille watch. And as you trace the dial clockwise, there is a vibration indicator at the hour, and a vibration indication at the minute hand and this way you can tell the time it's really neat i think if i remember correctly um unfortunately i've i don't have batteries in the watch at this time i ran out of batteries and i haven't worn a watch in a while because of the iphone and carrying it around with me i just quickly check the time that way but um the hour gives you a steady vibration just a bzzz, you know steady sound or steady vibration and the minute hand gives you repeated short tones on the minute hand if it is exactly at the 6 7 or 8 etc position and if it is in between for example if it is 533 that means the minute hand is not quite on the six and so it will give you three vibrations indicating it is on the th- on the third position it repeats as long as you hold your finger down on the dial it is quite neat and I'm glad I have it and it looks very nice and goes with dressy attire So sometimes I'll wear it to parties or other events. Since it uses touch to detect where your finger is and then shows you where the hands are accordingly, it also uses this touch detection to allow you to set the time. If you pull the stem out, you simply touch where you want the hour hand to go and hold until it vibrates. And then you touch where you want the minute hand to go and hold until it vibrates. It's quite slick. The alarm is also set in a similar fashion.
2: I'm back, continuing on with our time show slash podcast. I thought you guys would like to hear about some of the clocks in my collection, even though they're not apps. But first, I have something really cool for you to hear. Quite a number of years ago, I was cruising around the internet, and I found this. It's called Frank Lambert, the First Talking Clock, from 1878. You really won't hear much, but what you will hear is some cylinder noise from a crank phonograph with a voice that you'll hear counting the hours. I don't know how a contraption like this would work, but it's pretty cool at any rate. Listen to it now as Frank Lambert's Talking Clock speaks to you from the past from 1878. Try carrying something like that around in your pocket, huh? Wow, imagine the size of that thing. I'm going to tell you about a clock that I got a long time ago. Let me tell you a little bit about how I found out about it. Around 1980 or 82 or something like that, there was a company that was selling these clocks and it was called the Autocron. Now the Autocron, as I told our presenter in the beginning of the show, tells the time by chimes, and I'll show you how it works. The clock originally sold for well over $200, they had a gold version for more, and I wanted that clock in the worst way. The owner of Speak to Me called me up because she knew that I had a fondness for clocks. And she told me that she had some in stock called the Autocron. And I just about went out of my mind because I knew what she was going to say. At the time of the sale, around 2002 or something like that, 2003, I don't remember the exact date. The clock sold for around $25. And so I bought one. I'll show it to you now. I just hope it keeps working for a long time. I do not want to sell it, and I don't have any information on where you can obtain them. Let's just say that the clock is no longer manufactured that I know of. So, please don't call. Speak to me and ask. I don't want her to get deluged with calls. Okay? Alright, so let me reach up and grab the clock. It's sitting prominently on my computer desk. This is a very heavy clock, and it runs on three triple A's. It looks like a big mushroom. I'll just kind of tap the bottom of this a little bit. And the the clock itself is the top part of the mushroom. Cap. It's very interesting. On the side of the clock you have a volume control. It's just a little rocker switch and I flicked it to the left for volume low and to the right for volume high. It also has a light that flashes so that you can be alerted by the time by flashing lights. Now this is a unique clock. If you turn it over, it has two buttons on the bottom, two little round buttons. One button to the left will advance the hours and the other one will advance the minute. Now to activate the time it is a simple touch on the mushroom cap and it will alert you the time by chimes. Now as I'm recording this it is 7.58 so let me just touch the clock first the hour and then you'll hear the minutes. 7 Five. All right, you can hear several of my clocks going off. The room temperature is seventy-three degrees Fahrenheit, and the outside temperature fourteen degrees. Well, we can hear what clock that was in the background. Most of you are familiar with the time and temperature clock, and that's an English clock that sits on my. Headboard. Let me see if it's eight o'clock yet. Yep, it is. Let me just touch it quickly. The autocron. Eight o'clock. Eight. All right. As I move a little bit forward in time, it's eight twenty-three or so. So let's check it now. Eight two, three, 8.23, and there you go. It will chime the hour, of course, and the half hour, and the half hour it goes bing bong, and that is the Autochron. I'm happy to share this with you, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope you liked the demonstration. And now, back to Jason.
0: Hi, Randy. Let's talk a little tech.
2: All righty. That's always one of my favorite sub- favorite subjects.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, tech and time. And uh, I know I said at the beginning this show would be all about time, but there does seem to be a little time to talk about other things.
2: All righty. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention that uh, on my phone, I use an app that does deal with time and that is called Westminster Chimes. I like that app really well. And the only problem is the, um, the sounds of it are put together as a MIDI file, a sort of sound, rather than actual, really, a bell sound. So I guess we can talk mm-hmm. about this for a few minutes. Uh, Android, in my opinion, seems to do a little better with clock apps. Um, Interesting yeah and and the reason um our buddy, you know, that was on a little while ago on uh, uh, Nimmer, yes, uh, when he was talking about Android phones, he showed me some of his his clock apps, and one of them is an app that you can get all well, basically is a framework. The app is a framework, mm-hmm. and inside this framework, you can have many, 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 many clocks. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could remember the name of that app. I just can't remember the name of it right now. The name really does escape me, and I, I, I'm i trying to remember now. Just a second. Um, I'll
0: have to send him a tweet.
2: Yeah. Huh. Well, what I'll do is um, next week I'll come back and, and talk about the name of the app that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but just... Uh, Just as a little uh, point of interest, what happens in the app is you can get uh, grandfather clocks, you can get a Westminster chime clock, but the neat thing about it is, is they all have mechanical start sounds. You know, like when the uh, ratchets, uh, the little uh, you know propellers inside, the governors inside start to spin. Mm -hmm. Um, That's there, and there are real sounds in there, uh, rather than you know no work. Sounds and yeah, just the
0: chime itself. You get actually the working sounds, yeah, yeah,
2: and real chimes, real chimes. That's nice. And I think that this is what I think. I don't know if it's true or not, but Apple has different standards, and I don't think they allow that. And I wish somebody would prove me wrong because I would like a really great sounding, real clock sounding app chime.
0: Mm. Well,
2: Well, Westminster Westminster chime sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and that one is configurable, too, with the type of chime. You can get the Whittington or the St. Michael and things like that, right? Yep. Oh, that's great.
2: With different clock um, implementations, you might say. So every clock within that app is a little bit different. So it depends on what clock you get under the hood of the app, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. The only... Clock app that at least I found thus far that does give you the actual Big Ben sound is the Big Ben app. I think visually it looks like a uh, grandfather clock of some kind, but Mm -hmm. it has the actual wave sounds from the Big Ben tower.
2: You are correct. And boy, what waves they are. They're great sounding.
0: Yes, they sound quite nice. It's a little... um, distracting when you're walking around and all of a sudden that thing comes on and your phone happens to be loud but it's great Mm -hmm.
2: yes that's true so remember ladies and gentlemen i will come back with the name of that app next week for you if i remember (laughs) to do that no i will i'll do that
0: i'll remind you oh thank you okay
2: that's why i need a good right hand man here all right let's talk about some other apps shall we
0: yes we've been playing with one
2: Yes, we have. It's called Zcast. And basically, Zcast is an app that, it calls itself a podcast app. And in some ways it is, but really it's a streaming app. And what it does, it streams your voice through the app so that anyone can hear it that has the same app. Uh, And it sends a link through Twitter so that you can monitor your Texts as you put them out. And I know that sounds a little bit confusing, but basically they can talk to you either through the app with text or with voice, or you can talk to them using Twitter as texts.
0: Yes. Um, the thing uh, that I think is really cool is that you can invite guests and it sends them notifications. Those who have the app, I, it also sends it out on Twitter, though, I believe. And that way, you can have several speakers
2: you are correct yep that's exactly what it does
0: that's nice
2: now we are going to talk about that app next week and how do i know this <laughs> well we've done a demo already but we just don't have it uh, enough time to give the demo to you uh, but we will And about, about two weeks ago, Audio Boom uh, decided that they would allow, uh, not allow direct messaging. Mm. Uh, so, if you want to use Audio Boom now, you have to use. Um, you you can use it as a recording service still, and you can send out tweets, but you cannot do direct messages anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's
2: that's. Uh well, I'll I'll leave my opinion out of this. because um, I don't want it to get too controversial, but everybody knows that knows me what I think of this idea. But uh, you know, their business and when this is what's happening.
0: Yep. And it was part of a big update too. I, I think they're really trying to keep things moving and changing and all mm. of that kind of stuff. So they are. Hmm.
2: Oh, my goodness. And uh, there's one more thing to talk about.
0: Yes. Uh, as part of our exploration in tech, uh, we have discovered that uh, there is... Well, this we've known about this app for a while. It's called Team Talk, and there's a Windows and Mac version. I think there's even a Linux version and a couple of other um, versions out there. But now there is work being done on the iOS version. Mm-hmm. And so you can become part of the TeamTalk beta team, um, if you go to the TeamTalk website, which is bearware.dk, B-E-A-R-W-A-R-E.dk, uh, you can find out more information about the beta process and how to get involved. It's and one
2: pretty- cool thing is that they actually encourage low vision and blind people to be testers so that you can help them improve accessibility.
0: Yes, and they have done quite a nice job already, and feedback is always a good thing so i'm sure it'll just improve further
2: mhm and jason and i are testers
0: yep debbie is too and debbie
2: yep debbie uh, debbie hazelton
0: yep from the hazelnut show
2: larry turnbull oh thanks for that plug wow yeah. how
0: how'd you do that <laughs> oh i know how to sneak them in there <laughs>
2: yeah. uh larry turnbull and uh, uh really a few good folks i know that we're missing some but I think so Jeff many bishop of, too yep yeah. jeff bishop uh and uh so Anyway, have fun with that, guys. I think you're going to really like it. Yes. What'd you think of the uh, the Frank Lambert clock?
0: Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, I wonder how that works exactly. Or I'd love to see what that originally looked like.
2: Oh, I would too. I would too. And mm. like I said, how would you like to carry around that in your pocket? Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, actually, my hometown is, uh, is Bristol, and they have a clock museum. It's called the Bristol Clock Museum, and. I went there as a child and didn't really appreciate the tour quite as much, but when I went back, because our high school was performing there, the concert choir, um, I got to see a digital braille clock. It was an older clock, uh, mechanical clock that you wind up, and instead of having hands that point to numbers, it actually had wheels with numbers on them, and they would turn, and there was a window in which the numbers that reflected the current time would show up did you say it
2: was a mechanical wind-up clock
0: yeah it was a wind-up digital I I didn't know that braille clock yep Uh,
2: I had told you that when I worked in radio I had a clock that was kinda like that only it was an electric clock okay so interesting I didn't know that they they made a wind-up version
0: yes this was really interesting in that I had never seen anything like it before and the um, mechanism was wind up and you could hear it tick and the wheel would turn and the new number would show up in the spot where your finger would go to read oh cool very neat
2: yeah they had uh one at the studio where i was working and there was a switch you could flip to have it go every five minutes in case you want to do like news or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but what they had was at at the five minute intervals they had this buzz and it started off like that just a little hum and then would gradually increase so it took maybe about three seconds to come up to full capacity it was just a horrid buzz
0: oh wow I I can almost picture it yeah
2: you really (laughs) almost can the
0: way it fades in you know some of those old buzzers like um, our dryer has a volume adjustment on the buzzer which is kind of interesting Mm. but um, I can play with it while it's buzzing and get it to go in and out like that
2: Mm mm-hmm Great to be back with you, ladies and gentlemen, and we will catch you on the next go-around for Main Menu.
0: Here's an exciting tidbit. We are in the works of adding someone to the ACB Radio Main Menu team who can provide us with the low-vision perspective regarding technology, and so I look forward very much to having that along with us as needed because I know we as blind co-hosts are not able to well represent that arena. Main Menu is a program sponsored by ACB Radio and the American Council of the Blind. It airs every week, beginning Friday nights at 9 p.m. It is also available as a podcast. For more information, visit mainmenu.acbradio.org. You can also send us feedback by emailing us at mainmenu@acbradio.org. at If you want to listen by phone, feel free to do so. It's area code 605-475-8130. Or you can go to acbradio.org mainstream. Or you can listen with the ACB Link app. Isn't it nice? We have all these choices. You can also catch us on Twitter. Our username is mainmenu. Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to being with you next week.